Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Turning now to immigration, President Trump's many attempts to limit immigration have ended up in the courts. The latest, a D.C. judge has struck down Trump's attempt last year to limit asylum only to people who cross into the U.S. at official entry points along the southern border. Joining me is Leon Fresco, former head of the Justice Department's Office of Immigration Litigation and a partner at Holland and Knight. Leon, tell us about the latest ruling and the basis for it. So the latest ruling is one of two rulings that have happened. One was in California, now one is in D.C. on an earlier Trump administration policy, which said that anybody who crossed the border illegally would be unable to apply for asylum. The idea being that you'd have to wait at the port of entry, but you couldn't literally just cross one step over the Rio Grande and ask for asylum. And so the Trump administration had issued a proclamation like the travel ban that said you would be banned if you, from applying for asylum if you cross illegally. And they tried to say, well, this is a new factor that then denies all asylum claims, so allows us to expeditedly remove people. And the court said, no, this contradicts the statute because the statute literally says that you can apply for asylum regardless of whether you arrived or did not arrive at a port of entry. So they looked at this as a clear-cut, simple case of a Trump administration order contravening a statute. And, And both judges ruled the same way? Yes. In this instance, in this case about crossing illegally, both the court in the East Bay Sanctuary case, which is in California, and the court in the D.C. District Court both ruled that it was illegal to say that simply the act of crossing the border illegally made one ineligible for asylum. There's a different set of cases that also have one in D.C. and one in California that have to do with a new rule that the Trump administration tried to put in, which said that you have a duty to apply for asylum in any country you've crossed through first, and if you don't do that, then you can't apply for asylum in the United States. And there, the D.C. court said it's fine, but the California court said that's illegal, too, and has enjoined that on a national basis from operating. So there's two different bars that the Trump administration is trying to to bar people based on asylum. One, if you cross illegally, and another one is if you don't ask for asylum in every country that you're crossing through before coming to the U.S., And so far, neither of those has been allowed to be maintained yet in the United States. But the Washington, D.C. federal judge did deny the request to put the newer rule on temporary hold. But then he was over, not overturned, but the the San Francisco judge then issued a nationwide injunction, which sort of, which eliminates the ruling of the D.C. judge. And this sort of brings up those nationwide injunctions and what many people consider the problems with them. Correct. It's a bit of an odd procedural formulation, which is you only have to get one judge to agree to enjoin a policy nationwide, even if 100 other judges refuse to enjoin it in order to be successful, which is why the plaintiffs file lawsuits in L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, D.C., et cetera. 
is to try to find that one district judge who will then enter the temporary injunction, which in this case was done in California, and then the question in San Francisco. And so then the question will be, okay, well, what will the Ninth Circuit do versus what will the D.C. Circuit do? And ultimately then what will the Supreme Court do? And will they say that a person seeking asylum has a duty to apply in every country that they cross before coming in to the United States? Is such a limitation legal or not? And in the meantime, to make things even more complicated, is now because President Trump was able to get what we think, it's hard to still know, a safe third country agreement with Guatemala, then that's the third layer of complexity here is, well, will everyone other than Guatemalans and Mexicans be banned from getting asylum in the United States? Because now that's a third ban, which is that you have to apply in Guatemala. And so all of these are all working their way up through the courts at the same time. It this situation sort of reminds me of the travel ban situation where you had different orders and, and judges in different places across the U.S. And then eventually, I mean, the only true decisive moment is when the Supreme Court decides, will this end up that way? Yes, correct. I think the Supreme Court is going to end up probably consolidating and grappling with all three of these bans on asylum, the ban on asylum for illegal entrance the ban on asylum for people who didn't apply in every country they crossed, and the ban of asylum on people who didn't apply in Guatemala. They'll probably combine all three of these and decide what was legal and what was not legal, unless the Trump administration just wants to say, okay, we're going to give up on the first two and just stick with this Guatemalan issue, because assuming they actually got a safe third country agreement with Guatemala, that's actually their best chance at restricting asylum, <laughs> because that's one that Congress actually let them do. Congress literally wrote in, if you have a safe third country agreement with a country, then you can restrict asylum unless somebody applies in that country. And so that may be their best chance, but then even in that case, there's going to be debates about whether Guatemala actually meets the criteria of a safe third country. Let me ask you this, Leon. Instead of imposing new rules, could the Trump administration just raise the bar for initial asylum in this country, raise the bar about, you know, who they'll allow to wait in the country until their asylum claim is litigated? Well, they tried to do that, and that was one of the reasons that Francis Cisna, the USCIS director, was fired and why Ken Cuccinelli is currently under a lot of scrutiny in the news is there is this initial factor called credible fear, which is you have to show you have a credible fear in order to stay in the eligibility cycle for getting asylum. And so the president and his advisors were very upset that under Francis Sista, the credible fear screening rate was at about 80 to 90 percent success rate. And it has gone down with uh with with new director ken cuccinelli but the problem is the 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 the, the even there there's going to be claims that will be filed very soon that will say well wait a second the legal standard didn't change and the claims that are being made are essentially identical so why did this go down are you forcing your adjudicators to violate the law there's even adjudicators in the asylum officers union that are raising complaints about this that they feel that they're being forced to deny claims contrary to law 
Well, I need to map all these cases out because it's getting very confusing at this point. Thanks so much, Leon, for keeping us straight. That's Leon Fresco, a partner at Holland and Knight. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.